Hello and welcome to a very special mini-series of Discuss in collaboration with Our Streets Now, which is a nationwide campaign aiming to eradicate public sexual harassment through social, educational and legislative change. This series is still going to be hosted by me, Hayley Rose Dean, along with the support of Our Streets Now higher education campaigners Ellen and Helena. This mini-series is a collaboration project to coincide with the launch of the hashtag Students Not Objects campaign, which highlights the issues around public sexual harassment in higher education institutions. I'm really thrilled to be part of this conversation by supporting and amplifying the incredible work that they've been doing through this mini-podcast series. If you do enjoy the series, then please consider leaving an Apple review because it really will help others to find the podcast and it enables us to reach more people with this very important work. Hi everyone and welcome to the final episode of this collaborative mini-series with me and Our Streets Now. I really hope you've enjoyed it. It's been actually a really nice change for me to have some co-hosts and to have a full series to tackle a topic rather than just one episode. So it's been a bit of a change up for me but it's been a lot of fun and I've learned a lot and I really appreciate all the guests that have been with us so far. This is the final episode so it's going to be a bit more of a reflective one, just discussing how the launch has gone, what the higher education ambassadors have been up to and also how you can still get involved and the event that is happening later on tonight we're going to be talking about that and there's going to be links in the show notes to it as well if you want to sign up so we also do have a guest because it's the final episode we are joined by one of the co-founders of our streets now Maya Tutton she has been on Discuss before um, she was on series one so if you're here because you listen to the podcast you'll probably remember Maya from that and we're going to be chatting to her um, in a bit but I'm just going to start by passing the mic over to my co-hosts for the final time for this mini series Helena and Ellen um how are you feeling how's the launch gone this week um what are the big wins for you both yeah it's been really exciting um I think uh, it's been nice to create a space on the Our Streets Now Instagram platform specific for our existing followers to our students and perhaps new students who tune in and can relate to the content um, and and to the topic of PSH as a part of student life. Um, We've also been really impressed with our ambassadors. Uh, They've gone to different publications. Some have done Q&As with um, researchers who do, uh, who focus on public sexual harassment. They've gotten up to a lot of things. So that's also been really exciting to see. I don't know if you want to build on that, Ellen. Yeah, I think, I think for the ambassadors, especially it's been They've all sort of got onto their individual social media accounts and are posting new content, which is really exciting to see. And yeah, so we've had, I think, a piece in a local newspaper in Durham. Um, We're releasing a piece in the London tab. And then also we've got a piece in Times Higher Education, um, which is really exciting. It's an op-ed piece written by Maya. Um, So yeah, hopefully, you know, we can keep this momentum going um, further into the future as well. I think it's also just been nice to see other organizations who um, are working around this issue, whether it's specifics to student or not. Uh, So uh, the Women Equality Party have been doing a week on street harassment or um, PSH as as we like to refer to it. And Visible Platform has also gone out and, and spoken about this. So it's nice to see other organizations tackling this. 
It's really great to hear how active the higher education ambassadors have been. I've seen multiple sort of Instagram accounts set up. I've seen them tweeting about it. I've seen the hashtag getting a lot of traction as well. So it's just been really great. And it's really um, positive to hear that you've got some media attention from it. And speaking of the op-ed, which was written by Maya um, in the Times Higher Education, uh, let's bring her into the conversation. Hi, Maya. It's so great to have you back on Discuss. Um, And I know we've done a couple of collaborative work pieces since then but this is the first podcast we've both been on again so um for anyone who missed you in series one do you want to just give a quick intro as to who you are and then let us know how you feel the week's gone yeah absolutely so obviously thanks for having me on Hayley um I feel like we're just constantly working together now and it's just so nice it's um, great <laughs> so I'm Maya I'm the co-founder of our streets I started it with my little sister Gem Gemma um and um you know we started it about two years ago and I think our chat was about six months ago um on discuss or maybe maybe even longer I feel like it might have been because you were series one I feel like it might have been longer because we're nearly in March. It's like March on Monday. So <laughs> I feel like it might have been a bit longer, but yeah. Um, well, when, whenever it was, I mean, Corona, I don't know when things happen anymore, to be honest. But um, yeah, so so since then, I think the biggest change has been this higher education campaign, which like we've been working on and especially, you know, Helena and Ellen, all the ambassadors have been working so hard on for the last, you know, six months setting this up. And that's why it was so exciting to finally get to launch week and just see this conversation that we've been having amongst ourselves go public. And, you know, I totally agree with everything that, that Helen and Ellen, um, Helena and Ellen said about, you know, we've actually managed to get this into the mainstream and, and getting this into publications that will be read by policy experts and will be read by vice chancellors and getting vice chancellors actually to respond to what the ambassadors are doing, which we started to see, you know, in the first few days of us launching. It's just so exciting because I think it's, really, really shown that we have to raise the issue, but we also have to provide the solutions. And I think that's what, you know, what we're trying to do here is create the report, create the research about what students want, and then essentially, you know, kind of say the ball's in your court now to higher education institutions, and uh, we'll be watching and and pushing you to do the right thing. So yeah, I, um, I've been very impressed and like inspired by everything that I've been seeing online. And obviously that, that the R Streets Now ambassadors have been doing. Um, but also just like the people, the students coming forward with experiences, because I think that's something that's so brave and it's just so great to see. Helena or Ellen, do you have anything that you want to add off the back of uh, the things that Maya's just um, just sort of brought up? Yeah, I think I think um, what Maya was saying about how, um, you know, raising awareness of the issue and then also giving practical solutions is is so important and it's I think it's going to be so exciting to see how the ambassadors sort of take this forward over the next few months and even years hopefully (laughs) um so yeah definitely it's going to be really cool to see yeah I agree with that and I think it's nice to see how our our students now ambassadors um are going to their local publications and, and having this individual conversation with their institutions but that it's also part of uh, a a wider issue and that's reflected across all uk universities so there's sort of these two uh, two conversations happening at the same time definitely and i also think you know in terms of the local kind of national thing we have to understand i think i think a lot of campaigning that goes you know starts nationwide doesn't do that and i think what 
we really wanted to do with, with this higher education work is to like recognize that every single institution is different and that then the problems that students are facing will be different there's a common thread obviously but you know I, something that's been really clear to us is that a university in london you know the tube harassment is a massive issue so that's why it's great to see platforms like visible who are a platform to report uh, harassment on the tube have been raising awareness about that in in relation to students and you know the ambassadors there can work together as a, as a team to push uh, transport for London to to be better in um, you know preventing harassment but also supporting victims when they have been harassed so whilst that is the context for London you know if you look at a, a campus university that's going to be incredibly different and it might be that the, the issue there is you know for example in Sheffield there's a brilliant campaign about lighting up the parks um, so it, you know I think that kind of local approach that sees the issue as like something that we need to tackle, but actually specifically goes into this place and says, what is what are students in this higher education institution wanting and asking for? And how can we support them in doing that? Yeah, I think also what might be good to mention, Maya, is a lot of people listening to this might not actually realise that you're a university student yourself. Um, and I just wondered if maybe you could talk a bit about, obviously you were just talking about localised approach. Do you have sort of a localised approach where you are? I don't know if you want to publicly reveal where you're at university, perhaps not. But um, yeah, I just wondered if you had any sort of take from that student perspective, um, you know, you're not just speaking as someone who founded this campaign, you are literally speaking as someone who is in a higher education institution, you're at a university currently. So this really does directly affect you, this campaign, like extra branch of the campaign that you've launched. Yeah, definitely. And it was while in university that I launched the campaign and very much because of my experiences as a student. Um, so it, it came out, you know, of university and obviously the kind of experiences of harassment that I've continued to have as a student have been in my university city um and and that's been quite like I had this one incident for example where I was harassed while emailing I was on the R Street's night email like doing this important policy email and then I got harassed while it happened and I was just like mm. this is exactly the problem you know this is it it really like drove home the point to me that you know harassment is like an intrusion and that's why it was so it was so cool I thought that um our streets now Durham I think had a conversation with the academic Fiona Vera Gray who she kind of talks about harassment as intrusion and I I, I think especially when you're a student and you're very much like in your head about what you're doing in your degree and you're like trying to think about these massive concepts and often it's the first time that you've left home and you're living in this new place and you don't have the same support network and then you get intruded upon these like really scary threatening ways often and they can have like a, a greater impact, I think, you know, because as a, as a young adult, you you often like that, A, we're more likely to be harassed. So, you know, young women are statistically kind of in the age bracket that are most likely to be harassed. But then the impact of that can also be greater when you don't have that kind of well-established support network. Um, and so I think that's why I've been so passionate about this branch of the campaign, because I, you know, it came from my lived experiences as a student that I started the campaign and then to now see the campaign kind of, it's kind of gone full circle to, to doing university work. And I think it's just brilliant to see, to see that those networks being mobilized and hopefully kind of it becoming a cyclical thing where the, the university work is influencing the kind of main R streets work and the main R streets work is feeding into the university work. So it's, it's keeping it grassroots and keeping it really kind of engaged with, people who are experiencing this and people who want to change it. 
Yeah, and I think it's good to mention also that so many people in the Arts team are sort of university students or have just graduated. So it's really interesting to be able to sort of feedback to them and get their opinions on stuff that we're doing as well. Just to say, you know, even designers and 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 you guys are students. I mean, we're all students, you know, like it is, it is very much, I think with campaigning, the strongest campaigns come from your own experience. And that's not to say that you shouldn't care about experiences that you haven't, um, you know, yourself um, been through, because I think you should, and you should support that, but you shouldn't necessarily lead that work. Um, and so I think what's really important with what we're doing is that it's not kind of like a top-down, uh, you know, established charity doing this work. It's like grassroots activism by students, for students, in student towns. Um, and that's why I love the campaign, because I, I just think, it, you know, just even seeing like on Instagram, it's like popping up all these different accounts and they're all starting different conversations and they've got different perspectives. And I just think that's the best way to be horizontal in changing this issue. And it has to be that individually, all these different people are saying, I'm fed up, I want to create change and I'm going to take the agency to like become an ambassador. Or even if they're not on our streets now ambassador, you know, start their own campaigns around public sexual harassment in their towns. Yeah, I really admire, um, you know, I'm a big fan of what you do at our streets and that's why I invited you onto the podcast last year but it's really interesting Mike as you touched on um, before how it's almost come full circle and when you and Gemma came on on series one at that stage you were you were just our streets like you know it was just the roots and you didn't have like any branches coming off off of that sort of like main brand and I remember a lot of the focus was on sort of policy change and oh what are they going to do are they going to change the law are they going to get politicians involved and of course you are doing all those th things and that is a really important part of your campaign but like you were saying the grassroots activism that's come from this and I really like how you know you and Gemma Gemma's in school when you started our schools and then you're a university student and now you've got the higher education launch and I think how much it's grown and evolved into more of a movement rather than just a campaign for legislative change. And you're really kind of going for that cultural element, which is, is really important because at the end of the day, like people don't always abide by the law. <laughs> like we know this. So changing a law is fantastic, but it's really only kind of one thing. And that law will get broken unless the culture changes. And that's what I really like. And I think that's, what's really, um, great about the higher education ambassador schemes is you spoke about how, you know, it gives autonomy back and it's, it's really empowering because I think I remember, you know, I'm not a student anymore. I haven't been a student for, for like quite a while. And when I was a student, this sort of thing just wasn't being discussed. Um, there would have been, you know, I would felt really, I would have felt so alienated trying to bring this up as a conversation when I was a student. Whereas if there had been a program that was run by a grassroots organization, of other people who were having the same lived experience as me um, where I could have gone and been an ambassador and I could have taken that to my dean or whoever you know it doesn't necessarily have to be the dean or someone that senior in the uni and had that support um, perhaps things might have been different from my university experience perhaps I might have done something and felt like I had a voice and I think that's what kind of the key thing is it's you're, you're literally giving um, so much more voice to students and we talked about um, how students are often a sort of overlooked um, overlooked 
people within society. We talked about that earlier on in um, one of the episodes at the start of the week. And so, yeah, I, ju- I just think it's so great. I don't know if anyone sort of has anything to add to this, I'm just sort of turning this into more of a discussion rather than asking specific questions. But I just wanted to say that, yeah, it's been great to see how your campaign's evolved. And that's why I was so thrilled to be involved and sort of offer the podcast as a space to like really help you um, amplify the work that you are doing. Yeah, no, first of all, thank you for offering the space. It's, it's been really nice. Um, uh, yeah, when you were saying that that wasn't a conversation when you were a student, that just made me think sort of beyond sort of the cultural change that we're trying to drive home at universities as well as the institutional uh, policy changes. I think um, just speaking for myself, I think it's been so nice to have public sexual harassment validated as a, as a really important mm. part of my student experience and to have conversations with fellow students about how it has real impacts and even seeing the research we've done um, that, that drives home that this has academic impact, has mental health impact and, and being able to talk about it as a real part of my student experience, not as something that's sort of sidelined or dismissed, but, but being able to, yeah, embrace it as a difficult part of, of being a, a female or a non-binary student. I completely agree. And I think that's exactly sort of what I was trying to say. I didn't ever have any acknowledgement of this. And to be honest, even like I have learned so much from from this campaign and it's really made me reflect back on sort of so many instances um, that happened in um you know, in my life as a student that I, I did just dismiss. And um even, you know, it's easy to sort of me say, oh, you know back then but that was many years ago but actually this stuff is still happening today like you know like Queenie's episode proved this this is literally happening like Maya this campaign was started you're still a student at university now this was only the campaign's only a couple of years old is it a couple of years old yet yeah 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 it's two years and no I mean the thing is I I, I really I totally agree with everything you guys have said and I I, I do think I think that the narrative around university is so strong and like you need to go and you just have a good time and you need to be independent and there's so many different things that come out of that which are really problematic like you know for a lot of people it's really difficult for our mental health and it's really difficult to to become independent it's financially difficult for a lot of people like there's all these other things that come out and public sexual harassment and you know sexual violence is a massive thing that happens as a student and it's just not something that we talk about and I think that that conversation is starting like I think you know me too has started that and it's amazing work being done by by all sorts of organizations up and down this country to to get this conversation started but I really think that now it's also about breaking this conversation into different spaces so you know I think it's really really important for us to engage with victims of PSH and say your story is valid your experience is valid it's our experience you know we see you, we hear you, because that is the most important step, always 100%. But then also taking that conversation to the male student body and, you know, saying, you know, this is having this impact on women and non-binary and gender diverse people's lives. And you need to A, hear this, but then also B, act. Um, And then, you know, a third kind of really important place in which we need to start this conversation is in terms of university policies and is, you know, kind of taking that conversation and that awareness that has come from Me Too and from Laura Bates's Everyday Sexism and from all these different, you know, campaigns about sexual harassment and violence in the UK and worldwide, and then properly converting that into a shift in institutional priorities. Because I think the thing is, until we see proper funding 
go into this you know not I'm not talking about like you do one poster campaign I'm talking about do you have an actual person designated within the university that 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 students can go to for support when they've been sexually harassed do you have strong procedures in place and I really encourage you to kind of um, check out some of the content that we've done about that on on the stories and and a, a blog post by um, Reclaim the Campus on specifically on university policies. Um, but you know, we really need that shift from okay, this is a problem, and now okay, you need to do something about it because I think it's very very easy to pay lip service to this issue, and it's actually much harder to then put the money into the proper awareness campaigns to you know put the time, put the effort into building consent workshops, making that mandatory, training not only students but also staff because you know, let's be honest, statistically, staff you know. Uh, unfortunately there's a high number of cases of staff you know sexually harassing or assaulting students that's also an issue that student you know universities should be tackling so I think you know a big part of what we're trying to do now is keep the issue on the agenda but also move that agenda towards you know properly shifting you know kind of creating that paradigm shift of okay this is a problem so this is my problem and whether that's for you in terms of like your own the way that you experience it whether it's as a male student being like this is something that I need to engage with or whether it's as a vice chancellor to think okay I actually have a responsibility and a duty of care to my students and I should be putting funding and time and kind of awareness into this. Yeah, kind of building off that, I think what you're pointing to about engaging the whole student body, um, including male students, is so important. And and we're actually having an event tonight uh, in which formerly known as the Good Lad Initiative, but now Beyond Equality um, is coming on. And, and I think uh, hopefully we can have some good conversations about that. Yeah. Did you want to go into a bit more detail about um, the event? Because I was just thinking the same, um, Helena, that what Maya, you were just saying ties in really nicely. And you talked a lot about collaborations and collaborative support from different charities and organizations and creating sort of a safe space um, for people to discuss. And if anyone's listening to this and they're not doing anything tonight, this is obviously a COVID safe event. It's going to be done as a Zoom webinar. I think that's right. I don't know if one of you wants to talk a little bit more about what it is, the kind of things that will be discussed and how people can get involved and anything that people need to do action-wise to get tickets, I'll put links to in the show notes as well. Yeah, sure. So at the moment, it's advertised as a Facebook event, which I think will be in the show notes. But um, yeah, so we reached out to a couple of groups working in this area. So Reclaim the Campus, Bold Voices, Beyond Equality, um, and then a couple of our uni ambassadors and we were so lucky to have such positive responses from everyone um, wanting to get involved um, and yeah so we thought it would be good good to have like this conversation that we've been sort of talking about in this collaborative um, group um, sort of published so people can people can see what what is going on all across the board in different higher education institutions across the UK so you know reclaim the campus and more focused on policies it's going to be really interesting to hear what they say and obviously they've been on the story this week so good to see what um comes out of that engagement as well and then yeah good lad initiative talking about um more directed at the male student population and then our ambassadors it will be really good to have their sort of connection to these groups maybe they can take it forward um into different projects that they'll be working on in the next few months so yeah we hope it's going to be a really really interesting conversation yeah and and we're sort of hoping that it can it can showcase the need for to come at different angles at this issue you know like kind of what Maya was talking about earlier it needs to happen at all levels um the responsibility needs to 
uh, you can't just engage the female and non-binary student body. You need to engage the whole student body. You need to engage uh, at policy level as well. And and yeah, I think it'll be a nice space to to showcase the many ways in which uh, this issue needs to be tackled. And just checking, is this a free event? So for anyone to attend? Yeah, is that right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amazing. I'll put links to that in the show notes. So if anyone's interested, then you can um, go and have a look at that. And what I'll do as well is I'll put in the show notes, any sort of like media things that we've mentioned in this episode. So if you wanted to read Maya's op-ed or any of the other sort of um, bits and pieces that have been featured in public various publications, then I'll put links to those in the show notes as well. And we're kind of coming to the end of like our last episode. Is there anything else that we've not discussed or that you you want to say about the campaign? Anything, you know, moving forward that you want to plug or you want people to look out for or, or how they can get involved at all before we end the last of the mini series? <laughs> Um, well, as always, for any students who'd like to get involved, we've actually, this has been a really exciting side uh, point of this week. We've had a whole six new ambassadors reach out wanting to join the scheme. Uh, so, you know, there we're still room. Uh, so, um, yeah, if, if anyone's listening and they don't have our students now represented at their uni, please don't hesitate to reach out. Yeah, and I just like to say thank you to you, Hayley, and thank you to everyone who's sort of engaged with the campaign over the launch. Um, yeah, it's just been really nice to see all that engagement and we've got coming up, so we're hoping to release um, localised surveys in each different university that we're working in. Um, so if students do have an R Streets Now ambassador there, look out for that in the next few months. Um, please fill it in because it will help give real data that we can sort of take to people at the top of the university to really say like, this is an issue for your students, listen to their voices and now act. Yeah, thank you so much, Haley. It's been it's been so great to have these conversations with you, and and you've really given us the space to to kind of break this bigger conversation down into you know the built environment or university policies, and and it's been nice to not have to like rush and cram that into one big conversations, but to really take the time. So thank you for for sharing your sort of perspective and and giving us the space. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you. Like, honestly, this is this, I feel like this is nothing compared to the work you're actually doing and the tangible impact that you're making by, yeah, all the research and everything that we've talked about through these episodes. So honestly, it's a joy. You're always, anyone from Our Streets Now is always welcome to come on here to come and talk about the work you're doing. So thank you so much. Maya, did you have anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap up? Um, I just wanted to quickly do like this sorry, very boring tone, but just like a bit of housekeeping that there's loads of support stuff on our website. So if you just go under rstreetsnow.org, our problem has like a list of different support services, you know, in terms of mental health, in terms of violence against women and girls, in terms of other forms of oppression, just to say that, you know, I think often these conversations were up and support isn't highlighted. So just to say that. Um, and then again, to say thank you so much, Hayley. And also to say a massive massive thank you um to Ellen and Helena because honestly <laughs> I this is very much like a pipe dream and it was only when they actually like I remember them calling me and just saying oh so we've just decided to do this ambassador scheme and we've got like yeah we've got like 10 people already and I was just so blown away by it and it's just been amazing to see kind of them do that and all the ambassadors as well like to take this issue on and I just wanted to sing their praises a little bit as well yes I will sing their phrases as well because the research you've done and like all this sort of 
things that you've been put together and the way you organized this week, like, you know, the podcast was only able to happen because you had everything like so organized and categorized as well. So, and it might be me that sort of led things a bit or hosted things, but you've been as involved behind the scenes in curating each episode as well. So definitely a big thanks. And thanks to all of you. And by the way, Maya, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't boring housekeeping. That was actually really necessary. So thank you for, for thinking of mentioning about those resources, which of course there's going to be links to in the show notes, but this is it. So (laughs) thanks so much, everyone who's listened and been a part of this and yeah. It's been really great. I'm going to miss you, my (laughs) co-host. Maybe we'll collab again. Myra, I'm sure we'll find a way to collab again. We always do. All right. At the event tonight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be at the event. So thanks very much, everyone, for listening. And um, yeah, goodbye for the last time for the mini series.